What's going on, world? Another day, another episode, another week's gone by since I talked to you guys last, and I know you guys are just dying to find out, like, you know, what the fuck is on Fadi's mind, what's on his plate, what's on his heart. I'm going to start off with something that happened today, right? I was getting the kids ready for bed, and I uh, got little man in the shower and bath time, you know, all that good jazz, and and uh, we get, get dressed, and uh, we're hanging out in his room while Ava's taking a shower. It was doing her thing, me and him were playing in his room. She comes out the shower, and uh, she's in her towel. I said, all right, baby, get dressed, you know. i get dry off and get dressed. She's like, well, Daddy, I just got to dry off first. I said, all right. So she's, like, hanging out by his door um, in her towel, and, you know, she likes to air dry, a little butthead. And uh, I'm laying on the floor. I'm just, I'm, I'm exhausted from today. I'm laying on the floor. A little man is just playing with his cars and his dinosaurs, and, uh, and out of nowhere, you know, again, and you know, she hits me with the, I miss mommy. I said, baby, I miss mommy too. She said, I wish she was here. I said, I wish she was here too. And she said, I wish I was two years old. I said, why, baby? You're almost seven. What do you mean? Why do you wish you were just two years old? She says, uh, well, mommy was here when I was two. I said, baby, mommy was here when you were four. She said, yeah, but that was it. I said, okay. And then she goes on to say, I wish I was four. And I wish mommy was here, but Bubba wasn't born yet. And I said, what? She caught me off guard. She said, well, she died when Bubba was born. And I said, yeah. You know, I'm still stuck on this. I still have nothing. I have no thoughts for her, right? Um, like, even now, repeating this is just insane. She's like, uh, she said, I'd rather have mommy here and me you and mommy and uh i said you know i'm, I'm trying to, like no you know everything happens and it happens and we're happy me you and bubba are a family and we got the three of us and she's like, yeah but mommy's not here I'm like, god damn man like how do you reason with a, a little girl like, she wants her mom back right and it's not that she doesn't care about her brother but she just wants to go back to a time where her mom was around so what do i say to not devalue that, but what do I say to bring up, you know, her little brother's value to the point where it's equal to mom? It'll never be equal to mom, you know what I mean? It'll never be equal to mom. In her heart, she wants to go back to a time where everything was safe and everything was, um, I hate using the word normal, but what she considers normal. But it threw me off, you know, and was, that's the first time she said that. In, in the last two and a half years where she said that, you know, she'd rather have me, her and mom and not her little brother around, you know, because she ties uh, her little brother being here to mommy dying. And that sucks because I don't know where or how or, you know, what 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 went on in her head to get to that point. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um Man, it's it's, <laughs> it's hard to process some information, you know. It's hard to process pain um, when you're in pain, you know. Uh, you, you get irrational and you start thinking irrationally, right? And then your body wants to preserve itself. Your mind wants to preserve itself. Your emotions want to preserve, preserve themselves, right? You want to save yourself. That's why you get into that whole fight or flight. Um, but it's so important to breathe, and calm down, and gain control of your thoughts, right? You need to be able to think through, like, through things. You need to be able to think clearly. You need to be able to 
understand that this is just a moment in time, this conversation or this feeling, this emotion is just one second of one minute, you know? And those seconds are going to come and go, and the ups and downs are going to come and go. But you need to be able to step back and not irrationally think or over-emotionally think when it comes to something. Like, Ava beats me up with just fucking the most randomest things. Like, her little memory, I I, I am blown away that this little, I'm going to call her seven-year-old. In July, she'll be seven, or you know, six and a half-year-old, whatever you want me to call her. I'm going to call this little kid, but she she remembers things from, you know, when she she was one and two. And I'm like, like, when I was seven, did I remember things? I I don't remember anything before the fifth grade. I don't know if that's normal or not, but I don't remember much before the fifth grade, you know. And uh, for her to continue to just beat me up with memories and beat me up with these little, little kid process thoughts that come out of her mouth uh just it take they take me back all the time and if it, it wasn't for my ability if it's not for my ability if it hasn't been for my ability to just step back and ignore the whole fight or flight and just step back and process information holistically and not through my own pain like take my pain out of something and just listen be present breathe think and respond in a in a manner sometimes you know I don't know what manner just to respond in a manner that's not you know erratic has been my saving grace and I don't know what's got me to this point in my life where I'm able to do that kind of stuff um I like I don't think I'm any special or I don't know if that's a word or not I don't think I'm any more special than anybody else right I don't think I'm I'm any more equipped or any more intelligent than anybody else I don't know what's going on in my life to get me to the point where I'm so compartmentalized or so um processed when it comes to processing and uh and kind of pushing away pain if that makes sense but i'm i'm glad i'm here you know i don't i'm glad i'm here it's it's just showing up daily you know i hear that term all the time you know showing up daily and what's it mean everybody thinks that when you show up daily you got to show up you're 100 percent every day you're at 100 percent every day that's not the that's not what the fuck that means <laughs> that's not what it means at all right i could be 100 percent on monday but then on tuesday i'm at 10 percent. but you know what i showed up with 10 percent I don't need to be 100% to show up. Neither do you, right? Everybody thinks you got to be on your A game every fucking day, and that's what showing up means. No, showing up is just that, showing up. If I got fucking, if I have a, a full tank of gas and I drive 10 miles, I'm, I'm showing up. If I have um, a, a half tank of gas and I'm driving 10 miles, I'm still showing up. If I have a, a quarter tank and I drive 10 miles, I'm still showing up. You know, I'm I'm st- if I have no gas and I'm fucking walking 10 miles, I'm still showing up. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you're there. It doesn't matter what you're there with as long as you're there. It's showing up. It's showing up. That's all that is. It's not showing up at 100%. Get that out of your head too. I've heard that a lot too. A lot of people keep on asking me, and I don't know why this question keeps popping up. You know, man, how do you do it? There's nothing special about doing it other than just literally doing it. You know? <sighs> I don't know what to like tell you guys about, you know, just showing up. You let your pain dictate who you are, right? Your pain is forging you into something that you are going to become. Now, what you're going to become, that's a question mark. It's a it's a it's a period of time. It's a it's a blank, right? It's a fill in the blank. You know, people succumb to their pain a lot. People succumb and I hear this all the time, right? And people people fold to their pain your pain if you withstand it 
if you process it, if you treat it, if you if you understand it, if you become it, right? If you let it inspire you, if you let it do something to you, it's forging you into this this person, right? It's like when you build muscle in the gym. You're going to work out and then you're sore the next day. Your muscles have completely been torn up, but they're rebuilding. And they're not rebuilding the same. They're rebuilding a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit better. That's what pain is doing to your heart. It's what it's doing to your body. It's what it's doing to your mind. All right? Understand, I think that's the best way I can put it from my uh, non-medical, non-psychological, non-clinically, um, what's that called, licensed uh, perspective. But embrace it. Embrace it. All right. Anyway, it's been a long week. I uh, had a lot going on this past week. Uh, little man's had his assessments. He's been cleared with his uh, ears and his throat. So we're good to go um, with all the issues we had, you know, prior with his breathing due to the adenoids and the, the speaking due to the, the inability to listen. So 100% cleared. Good to go, man. God is so good. God is so good for that. Um, I do have to see a pulmonologist. In order to get his lungs checked out to make sure, you know, uh, to see if there's anything, you know, that I, that there's anything to be done for his lungs to kind of help out with the breathing episodes that he's had here and there. But that's that part, man. Um, not sure if I mentioned the last episode. I finished up my uh, finished up one of my degrees here, so get to graduate on June first. You know, by graduate I mean wait for my certificate in the mail or diploma in the mail. I mean, and uh, and then high five myself and high five my kids. So pretty excited about that. Um, I already jumped into the next degree. I got a couple more classes left, and uh, that'll be done with the the school thing. I'm not not really interested in school. I'm not not a fan of school either, right? Um, but just do it because it's just one of those things, like a gun or a condom. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You know. But that's that's that part right there. And that was the week update right there, right? Um. Just just been doing the, the same thing over. It's like Groundhog's Day over here. Just getting ready. Spring's finally here, so happy spring, everybody. I uh, I got a message from somebody I used to work with a while back, right? I'm not going to use any names, but um, uh, she sends me a message, and she seems like she's just on her, her last string, her last straw, her last her last step. She's just she's holding on by a thread. And uh, she just had babies not too long ago. And when I say babies, I mean babies. She she gave birth to a set of twins, uh, beautiful, beautiful little kids, and uh, beautiful little babies. And uh, she's a beautiful person, you know. Um, I don't know her, I don't know her uh, baby's father that well, but um, you know, she's just having to go rough go at it. First time mom. Not only are you a first time mom, you're a first time mom, and you have twins. I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine, right? Um, but more power to her. You know, God's given her something. That uh, that that she can handle, that she can handle. I just don't think she understands that she can handle it, and that's what the base of the conversation was. She's overwhelmed. Uh, the father doesn't live in the same state as her. She's in the military. Um, she's she's just she feels like she's stretched thin, and she she needs to get out of the military, and then you know. That's a whole other. That's another life cha- lifestyle change right there. So not only did you just have babies. Um, now you're, you're changing your careers, you're changing, you know, your ability to provide. And that's, that's terrifying for a lot of people, even without the babies. That's just terrifying for a lot of people to transition out of something that's been so, um, lockstep, you know, and so predictable and so, uh, comforting as far as, you know, when, where you get your paychecks, your healthcare, uh, you know, just having a ability to have a, a job, a career. 
So she's talking to me and she's like, you know, we thought about, you know, leaving, having one baby with the dad and one baby with the mom and seeing how we can make this work. And nah, let me, you know, they didn't want to separate the kids. And then they're like, all right, well, what about uh, giving the kids to, to his mom? Like, nah, the relationship between her and his mom isn't well enough to for her to trust that, you know, her best interest for her children are going to be kept and maintained, which is a, a fair point, fair valid point. You always hear the stories about the, the in-laws or, you know, the in-laws and it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough when you pick a partner and you're not on the same page or your parents aren't on the same page with, you know, who you chose, you know, I can say that firsthandedly. It's, it sucks. Even when they act like they're okay in the beginning and then all of a sudden, Little fucking jabs and stabs get thrown out there, and some rocks get thrown, and some glass houses get get torn down. Um, it's tough. It's tough to to feel like you're alone and feel like you're raising kids without a support system that you see others have, or you see, or you hear about in like movies, shows, TV, you know, series, whatever, right? But anyway, I'm not gonna ramble on that. She is just she's melting down, right? Like. I, kids are on a a feeding schedule and she's a by herself and um she's just you know two two infants two newborn babies and two arms like i sleep schedules off first time experiencing that and it's doubled you know because i'm going to go back to the word twins um or if one's sleeping the other one's awake you know it's you don't get no time off so her her mind's real cloudy real fucked right so we talked and um she's like, you know, how? How do I do this and and what the fuck, you know? And I that's how, you know, let's calm down. Let's let's step back for a second and understand that everything that's happening right now is temporary. The kids grow so fast, you know. If any of you uh, have babies, you know, right? They went from newborn to nine months old to a year and a half to walking around to talking and telling you what they want. So it's the the phase is real they're they're short phases of hell. Right. And all you got to do is make it to the next level of hell. Right. And eventually you get you, you get out of you get out of that hole. You get out of that, that feeling of hell and you, you start you start seeing, you know, those kids for what they are. Little beautiful miracles, little beautiful angels, little little bundles of joy that you can communicate with and tell them, you know, shut the fuck up and go sit down. Stop messing with your brother. Stop messing with your sister. You know, uh, if you're a parent, you know this, right? Um, we all want to act like, Hey man, we're just perfect little parents. But we had those like, I will beat the shit out of you. If you do that again, uh, sentence come out of my mouth, right? I know I have, uh, in the most loving way, right? <laughs> in the most loving way but it's hard as a new parent to understand that it's hard as somebody by yourself and you're in the storm alone and you feel abandoned with these two little things depending on you but it was so important for me to get that across to her and we talked I think for about an hour my little my little man was in the bathtub <laughs> and uh by the time I pulled him out like the guy his first time looking at his hands they were all like wrinkled up he's like daddy and then he looked at his hands with like a confused look I said it's okay buddy and I said don't 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 play with your fingers let the you know let them normalize again but um man i tell you there's uh there's there's a so many people in her situation not so much the twins situation but the people that are focused on the moment man um and the people that that have this trauma they're dealing with in the form of you know baby daddies baby mamas significant others all this good jazz or just in general man that uh the in-laws or you know the grandparents aspect when you have a new baby it's hard you know and there's a lot of trauma involved in it and then you start kind of 
you start going backwards a little bit, right? You you start thinking about previous relationships and fuck, man, how would I end up here with this guy doing this or this woman doing that? And you know, I'm a firm believer we don't erase our trauma, we just reduce the impact it has on us, right? But sometimes we find ourselves going in that mental time machine and floating back to a time where somebody said something, you're like, fuck, was this person right? And it's not right. It's not right. Get out of that train of thought. Just like I said earlier, right? It's hard to process information when you're in pain. Just think clearly. So it's exactly what we talked about in our phone conversation. You know, just think clearly. It's okay. You know, you're not going to get eight hours of sleep. You're going to sleep when they sleep. You're not going to have the same life you did before they were here, but you will soon because they're going to grow very fast and you're going to start feeling normal again. I tell you right now, I'm, I'm just now recently starting to feel normal again. Uh, I've had bits of and pieces of normality, but I'm to the point now where I don't got to worry about my son too much rolling down the steps because he can walk up and down the steps. That's a great feeling. I'm to the point now where I can say, Ava, watch your brother when my daddy goes take a shower. That feels great again. I'm to the point now where I can say, hey, guys, sit down on the couch, watch your phone or watch TV for a little bit. Well, daddy's going to make some dinner or daddy's going to go outside and, um, I don't know, get something, right? You got to go. I can go do something outside in the backyard for like 10, 15 minutes without having to worry about them uh, dying, you know, or, or cracking skulls. We just have to see past where we're at. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. When pain happens, when questions and doubts fill our fucking mind, it's so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that light at the end of the tunnel always exists. It's always there. You just got to look. And if you can't see it, close your eyes and just take a step in a direction that your heart is telling you to take a step in, right? Just trust yourself and your feet will lead you to that light. Your brain, your heart, everything. Just trust yourself for a minute. And that's where people, I think, fail. I think people let those moments of weakness, those moments of trauma uh, take over their ability to think their ability to act and they act out and they irrationally act out and um sometimes it's you know one action's the last action or one action is just one action too far and you don't get you don't have the opportunity to come back from it you know and it's unfortunate man so i'm happy i, I identified her like identified this this action to her you know i said like you want to do better you know what to do like me and her have not talked since 2015 you know we haven't talked in in eight fucking years right we're not we're besties but she knew like she had to do something she had to take a step and that step was message Fadi on Facebook and as soon as I read the message I'm like I'm not we're not gonna text we're gonna call we're gonna talk to each other we're gonna we're gonna list each other's voices and we're gonna hear the tears and so it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel and it's okay to to be vulnerable right it's okay to to call somebody and and say something no matter how long it's been since we've seen each other or what kind of relationship we had when we knew each other you know um and i don't mean like relationship relationship i mean like the relationship like how how we know each other it was professional all the time right and it was never like anything deep or anything along those lines but for some reason something in her heart told her to reach out and I'm, uh, I told her, man, like, I'm so happy she did because that's that one thing that people fail to do all the time. I'm not saying reaching out to me. I'm just saying reaching out in general, just taking the first step. Let's talk it out. Let's get the clarity going. 
You know, if you just take five minutes after something bad you feel or something bad happens or whatever the case, take five minutes and just talk through whatever it is, no matter what it is. Even if you don't want to talk through it exactly, you just talk about anything to get your mind off of it temporarily until you can get to the point where you're thinking clearly and rationally to be able to process the information you need to process. Not pain, but the information, right? Pain is just pain. Pain, we assign the word to the information. We assign the feeling to the information, right? But you need to understand the information. I'm going to keep dwelling on this because I know I started off this way. I'm going to finish it because there's there's so many of you guys that we you know we talk and, and you guys listen and, and you're listening like to this. And, and you're going through it, right? We assign the emotion to to the information. But you need to understand the information clearly, holistically, in and out, right? You need to study the information. You got to be your own fucking, you got to be your own doctor sometimes. And then you assign the emotion to it, you know, whether it's happy, whether it's pain, whether it's anger, resentment. But you need to really understand where that where that information is coming from. Is it on the surface? Is it because something just happened? Is it fresh? Or is it something that truly needs to be hurt over? Um, in most cases, I don't. I don't think you know. Um, there's just too much that happens in a in a day. You know, I'm, I'm something you know that just happened a few seconds ago that we're gonna have pain for the rest of the day about. There's some deep things that happen throughout the day, but there's very few things that are that deep all the time. But anyway, uh, I want to get that out there, right? I want to. I want to tie that lesson to. To what Ava said to me today, right? Like things like that happen, and I just I wonder exactly like, man, like how am I, how are we doing this? Like how how or what do I say to my daughter? And um, in order for me to get that answer, like it's not gonna be an immediate answer. We're gonna talk through it. We're gonna talk about it later, or we're gonna just mention it in passing, or in a type of way where it can be like a friendly conversation about, hey, Bubba loves you, you know, and um, you know, like we got a softball game coming up this week. And he's going to be his, her biggest fan. He's going to be her biggest fan. And, um, you know, there's going to be things that she's going to be so happy she has a brother for, which there is. There is already. But, like, I don't want to I don't want to build him up larger uh, than he already is going to be to her. Because the point isn't to it's not a competition between her brother and her mom. Uh, nobody's ever going to replace mom. Um, but I don't want her to feel like, you know mom's not here because little brother is you know so that's something we got to work through but i understand it's not something that's going to be in a conversation immediately it's not going to happen over a day it's going to happen over the course of time time's going to pass that pain that she's feeling is going to forge her and it's going to forge her into something right and i'm going to be here to watch it god willing i'm going to be here to watch the transformation occur within my daughter within her heart within her mind within her soul um and that happens with the ability to process information not process pain process information and then lastly right 23 minutes so far into it we're not going to take it to 30 lastly i want you guys to i, I don't never ever i'm not this is not a, a tv show or a movie um a review podcast but there is this show called shrinking on apple tv and this show has given me so much perspective on how to uh, process certain things and perspective on uh, just a different outlook on on my personal life and what we're going through here. So uh, I'm not going to give it away. You guys can see the trailer if you want to see the trailer, right? But it's not shrinking as far as size goes. It's shrinking like go and talk to a shrink. Um, this man, Jason Sudeikis, right? 
Harrison Ford's also in it, which he plays a, an amazing character. <laughs> funny as fuck, too. The whole show is funny as hell. But um, it's just a guy out there helping people, but unable to help himself. And uh, I'm, I'm watching this this um, these episodes, and and I just I feel I feel every part of it, right? Uh, the, the guy has lost his wife. He has a daughter that's in high school, and he's trying to help her heal, uh, help himself heal, but he doesn't know how. He's able to help everybody else heal. He's able to talk through everybody else's issues, but his own issues for some reason he's like at a standoff with it. But anyway, I'm not gonna jump right in. I'm not gonna jump into the you know play by play of the of the episodes, but, um, it is only so far just 10 episodes, uh, I think taking a look won't hurt, all right, well, that's where I'm gonna leave you guys at with today, all right, something a little different, something a little bit more, uh, focused, and, uh, I love you guys, all right, y'all keep on, uh, swimming, those arms get tired, you feel like you can't swim anymore, take a deep breath, look up, and float, all right, I'll be right there flowing with you, love y'all.